Let's pray. God, we thank you for the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. We don't take that lightly. We thank you that we can gather in this church amongst people that are also bending their knees unto you. Lord, strengthen your church today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Kingdom Kids can now be dismissed. Now, in that spirit of communion, as we examine ourselves, we're going to look at what it looks like. to fall down and to get back up again. In a way, as we examine ourselves in communion, that's what we're doing, isn't it? To say, Lord, let's check in. Not just that first time when, we, when I got saved, but ongoingly, give me a soft heart to say, here's where I've fallen short. Here's what we need to talk about. And there's a guy in scripture who is an excellent example of that. The guy's name is Simon. Later he gets named Peter, which means rock. And I'm going to propose to you today that this was the first Rocky, all right, before the movie came out. So let's go to this next slide here. Anyone recognize this guy? All right, so there's a grain of truth to what this movie is about, okay? It's a guy who doesn't give up. He gets knocked down and he keeps getting up again. And he's got a quote in there. He goes, that it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, okay? And he does that. He doesn't give up. He keeps getting knocked down and getting back up again. And I had a Christian this week that I was meeting with who asked me, they said, you know, I, I was raised in the church. I remember giving my life to Christ. And I've kind of gone my own way. And I want what you're talking about, Pastor. I want to get back, but I don't know how. I don't know how. And sometimes, early in a Christian's life, there's an immaturity that feels like they either got it all together or it is all falling apart. And the seasoned Christians I've gotten to know, They understand this breathing that happens in the Christian life where every day you say, Lord, I know I didn't walk as Jesus walked today 100%. I want to. That's why it's an ongoing ordinance in the Lord's Supper to examine ourselves and to check in that as we knelt before the cross at the very beginning when we came to Christ, we will continue to do so each and every day to take up our cross and follow him. And so, there's this guy named Peter, the rock, they named him. Maybe they called him Rocky back then because of the lessons he learned. And he really sets the stage for the church. Jesus says, on you, Peter, I will build my church. And so this is a great example for us all today. And so we're going to go to our first scripture and it outlines in three ways what we're going to cover this morning. And Jesus says, 
to Simon. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail, so that when you have repented and turned to me again, you can strengthen your brothers. So Jesus calls him by his name, Simon. That was his name before he met Jesus. After he met Jesus, he was renamed Peter. But Jesus alludes to Simon's weakness here. Your old self, your old way of life, before you came to Christ, that weakness that still remains, Jesus points to that and says, Simon, Satan has asked to see what foundation you've laid, what you're really made of. Kind of the Job story, when Satan wanted to test Job. Jesus said, he's been given permission. And he says that you pray that his faith might not fail. And the first thing we look at for Simon, a chapter later, is he gets pretty close to failing. It's that moment when Rocky does get knocked down. And the ten count begins to start. And so let's move to that. So this first section, your faith should not fail. So in Luke 22, it mentions this. Peter doesn't think it's going to happen. There's a little bit of arrogance and pride there, not the surrender that we learned about last week. And so he's already on bad footing. As a boxer, he's already leaning off balance. And he gets hit. Jesus gets arrested. He gets brought before the council of high priests and questioned. And Peter follows from a distance into the courtyard where this is happening. He gets questioned too. And he gets asked three times, do you know Jesus? And three times he denies it. So in our next verse here, Peter had said, it's not going to happen. But Jesus said, no. By tomorrow morning when the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times. And so he gets questioned. The Gospel of John says that one of the people that questions him was a relative of the person whom he cut off an ear of that very night. When Jesus was arrested, one of the disciples, Peter, took out a sword and cut off an ear. And Jesus healed it. Said enough. So now here's Peter, following from a distance, and he gets confronted. I bet his face was bright red. Right? Saying, hey, you look like the guy who cut off my cousin's ear. Well, no. <laughs> Somebody else. Right? Three times he continues to deny Jesus. And in this next scripture, after the third time, at that moment, Jesus was within eye distance. It says at that moment, Jesus looked at Peter. Suddenly, it all flashed before Peter's eyes what had happened. And at the end, it says he felt terrible about it. Here's a Jesus going to the cross for Peter's sins, and he denied that he even knows him. And it says that Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. Who's been there? Yeah, I've even seen hands. We've all been there. Growing up, that's what I needed to learn as a Christian. I didn't know what it meant to be Superman. 
I needed to know what it meant to be Rocky Balboa. I can't relate to being perfect all the time. I needed to see examples of Christians in my life who can say, I blew it. I'm getting back up again. Because that's the reality I'm living in. As a young man, that's what I needed to learn to do. And thankfully, I had older men in my life that were open with me to say, here's where I've fallen down this week, Rob, and yet I'm getting back up. Because we can always return to Jesus. That is, repentance isn't a one-time thing. It is a daily thing. So Peter's down, okay? And the count is sounding off. We're just like him. How often we deny Jesus by our actions. But there's hope. We're going to look to John 20 and 21. Jesus goes to a cross. He dies. Jesus gets an opportunity to meet with a risen Savior for restoration and repentance. As Jesus falls and rises again, as he's laid in a tomb and raises the new life, he leads the path for us as Christians to follow. Jesus, or Peter's of the first. I want you to look at the attitude of Peter. Think about how he is feeling. And in John chapter 20, Mary and some women go to the tomb and they found it empty. And they go and tell Peter. And I would think Peter would go hide. (laughs) Just like in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, then they hid. Peter could have heard the tomb is empty. Jesus might be alive. Peter could have gone, well, then I'm going to hide because I don't want to get found by him. (laughs) We didn't leave off on very good terms. But Peter knew the character of Jesus. It says he ran to the tomb. He doesn't want to stay hiding in guilt and shame. He runs to the empty tomb. Come, where is he? Where is he? He wants to run back to Jesus. Later that night, Jesus appears in front of all the disciples. But it doesn't say that they have a conversation, he and Peter, yet. Until the next day, Peter goes fishing that night. Doing things like the old Peter used to do. That was where Peter was first saved. He was sitting in a fishing boat, and this guy named Jesus had called from shore when Peter first met Jesus. And that guy said, Go out in deeper water and throw your net, even though you haven't caught anything all night. Peter did it. It filled the nets. He came to shore and met Jesus for the first time. And in repentance, Peter laid before Jesus, saying, Away from me, I'm a sinful man. But Jesus accepted him. And in copying that very story, Simon is out fishing all night, catching nothing. Probably feeling like a failure, right? Like, I'm just going to go back to fishing, the thing I know how to do. (laughs) A whole night without catching anything. And then this voice calls out. Throw it on the other side of the boat. And they do, and it fills with fish. And all of a sudden, 
a soul that's been suffocating, feels a little gasp of air, saying, I think that's Jesus. Someone from the boat called out, I think it's Jesus. Peter puts his clothes on and just jumps right in. 100 yards from shore, swims a football field. Probably broke an Olympic record. Actually, he probably didn't. In the previous passage, it says that they ran to the tomb. It says he got there last. (laughs) (laughs) But he was the only one to go in the tomb. Okay, Slow and steady, he won the race because he actually went into the tomb. (laughs) Rocky wasn't... Rocky Balboa wasn't the best fighter. Neither was Peter. But he kept going. Kept running after it. So he gets to the shore and Jesus is there to embrace him. He hears Jesus' voice. When Jesus had called out to them, the Greek word, he says, Hey boys, (laughs) throw it to the other side. Almost showing their immaturity at this point. They're not men yet, but they will be. They got to hit their knees first to become men. And so Peter comes back to shore and he hits his knees. And Jesus asks him three times, Peter, do you love me? And the first time I bet Peter was like, Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> and then a second time, Well, that's strange. And then on the third time, I think Peter figured out what was happening. He had denied Jesus three times. And here he's being restored. Peter is finding mercy, proving the scriptures true that there is mercy. God's mercy is new every morning. Well, this morning when he runs into Jesus, there is fresh mercy available for him. And when he, st- he comes out of this experience, he comes out a man. And Jesus tells him, Okay, on the third time, then feed my sheep, Peter. Which reminds us at the very beginning, back in Luke 22, when Jesus predicted all that this was going to happen, he told him that when you repent and turn back to me, it's a great definition of repentance, turning back to God, then go strengthen your brothers. Because they're going to need it. They're going to fall too. Out of your own recovery, you're going to be able to help others recover set the tone for this thing called church it's not going to be the good old boys club claiming to be superman it's going to be rocky balboas that are getting knocked down and they believe jesus died for a reason for them to get back up and peter does that so let's move on he goes to strengthen his brothers and acts 2 The Holy Spirit hits the disciples. And people are wondering what's happening. And Peter is the first to step forward and gives an awesome sermon. You might wonder, is this the same Peter? It is. He's acting a little more like Peter and a little less like Simon. And he's confident. Middle of the chapter, he says this, Let everyone in Israel know. I'm sick of denying this thing. No secrets here. Let everybody know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom we crucified both Lord and Messiah. And that cuts people to the heart. 
And Peter gets on a roll. In chapter 3, he heals a man. Use the word, he literally strengthens him. And then he goes and tells the crowd these verses. He says, Repent of your sins and turn to God that your sins may be wiped away, that times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. The guy lived this, right? He didn't have to go search out a theology textbook to be like, what's a good sermon here? The guy lived this. On the seashore with breakfast with Jesus, he had this experience where he repented and where he was refreshed. And so when the time comes to share that with the world, he's ready. He's walking that walk. And he tells them, Tells them, run back to Jesus because refreshment will come. After this, this all happened in the temple courts. And that same council where Peter had denied Jesus approaches him again in order to question him again. It's kind of a redo for Peter. But he's not the same man he was weeks earlier. Church, you're not the same people you were earlier, before Christ. You are a new creation. You have a new nature, and the Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit of God calls you Rocky. <laughs> and so Peter, much like weeks earlier, in the footsteps of Jesus, is arrested and brought before the council of the Sanhedrin, which was 70 of the most influential people in the nation. And he gets questioned. Saying, Peter, what is this all about? Peter has a very different answer this time. I love it. In verse 10, he says, Let me clearly state to all of you that this Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, God raised from the dead. And there is no other name by which we must be saved. All right, Peter. If only you'd said that the first time. <laughs> but he learned how to fall and to get back up again. And on the heels of that very message, if you go back to one slide, please. On the very heels of that statement in verse 12, verse 13 follows that the members of this council, when they saw the boldness of Peter as well as John, saw that they were ordinary men with they didn't have training that matched theirs, but they took note and recognized that these were men who had been with Jesus. You can look at that last sentence in a couple of different ways. I'm not sure what the right way is. Maybe all of them. You can look at that last one and say, okay, this reminds us of Jesus, okay? That boldness, that courage. Or it could be that they attributed Recognize, wow, these guys were really bold 
They must have been disciples with Jesus. Or maybe, just maybe, as Peter was within eyesight of Jesus during that first council meeting, maybe this council remembers this guy as the guy who flicked. He said, wow, what happened? What happened the first time to the second time? Well, what happened was that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and sent his spirit to live in Peter. That's what happened. I think that's awesome. Let's go to the next slide. So, church, let me cue some music for you here. We've got 30 sec- seconds. I used to play this at my old office when workers would come in. And if they were looking a little glum, I'd play this at about 8 in the morning. And they, the IT guy would come by. I'd play this, and he'd be fired up, right? I say, go hit your IT problems in the face. Just get after it. Go code. Yeah, right? But I tell you, we got, as a church, a better message than Rocky had. We got Jesus Christ in our corner that we can turn back to at any moment. And daily process, drawing on his strength for every day. So let's cue, let's cue this song. Here comes the drop. There you go. Now I know we're a Baptist church, but we can get a little fired up here, all right? That's right. So go take that second chance, church. And third and fourth, every day, seek Jesus' face. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, in Proverbs it says that a righteous man can fall seven times and yet rise again. And Lord, we thank you that Jesus rose again to lead the way that the church is built on a foundation of daily repentance. Lord, lead us, lead this church and every soul here in that power. Let us confess our sins, for you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us walk sensitively with you every day. Lord, strengthen your church in Jesus' name. Amen.